0: Hi, I'm Jackie Capstick, and this is the Natural Healing Reel. Today, I am excited to bring my guest, Amy Forner, who is um, a lifelong leader and um, in the whole health industry with not just fitness, but um, the the diet, the foods, the the spirituality, she brings it all together and she's been doing this for a lifetime and it's um, quite impressive. So um, I would like to bring her in now. Hi, Amy. Thank you for coming on the Natural Healing Reel. Hello, Jackie. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. So I was just hoping that maybe you could fill in a little bit of Your um, what you want us to know about you, like a little bit of your bio.
1: Okay, Um, well, um, gosh, where do we start, right? A whole lifetime, how do I summarize my life? Um, Well, uh, right now I'm in Massachusetts and I pretty much divide my time between California, Miami and Massachusetts. Working my way out of Massachusetts most likely because I certainly am a beach girl at heart. And the winters are a little tough, (laughs) but um, I have been in the health, wellness, and self-development industries for probably about 30 years, over 30 years now, Um, through a myriad of reasons, not only some of my own personal health challenges, but always trying to kind of better myself and um, seek out help from people who are walking the walk and talking the talk and had the life and the The body or the mindset, or whatever it was that I aspired to have myself. So it's been quite a road of twists and turns and taking me in lots of different places. But I very much embrace the holistic nature of health and wellness and mindset and living, and that, you know, our environment and our diet and the way we move our bodies and the way we think. And the people we surround ourselves with and all these things are going to determine the quality of our life and how we feel and how we look so uh, school of hard knocks has taught me a lot i still have a lot more to learn but um it's been quite a fun journey <laughs> so far
0: yeah that's that's awesome because i think you're inspiring a lot of people on your journey as well right so and I think that for myself, I know that when we teach, then we we're learning it a li- on a deeper level, right? We're understanding, and yeah. So so sharing that knowledge is so important, right, for ourselves, and obviously for others that are open for the information. So you are the owner of uh, Miami Fitness and
1: Lifestyle. Um, center gym? Well, actually, uh, that has been closed due to the pandemic. So, um, I did have my own facility, which was a fitness and lifestyle club that, uh, was located in Massachusetts, north of Boston, about 25 minutes. Uh, but we closed due to the pandemic. And, um, that was, uh, that was a beautiful experience where I really tried to create the whole environment, if you will, for people that uh, they they really felt like they were part of a family. And um, it was beyond just the physical fitness, but introducing the emotional and spiritual components of health and wellness. We did a lot of workshops and different things, but a lot of great relationships came out of that. A lot of the members are still friends and to this day, and it was a beautiful experience, but Um, That chapter has since closed. Now I teach my classes online through my virtual studio, but most importantly with my podcast has been, as you have experienced, a huge new pivot for me in a new direction and opening a lot of new doors and enabling me to share a lot of the stuff I've learned in my travels and meet new people and Opened up a lot of new opportunities, so that's kind of my current thing now is the podcast and my online classes.
0: Yeah, it's a fun experience, isn't it? It's it's quite a, quite a journey. I, I'm enjoying it.
1: So yeah, we it's really took re, this it's this
0: course really, together. Even though we didn't, you know, get to really uh, get to know each other in the course, we are getting that opportunity now. So how fun is that? Yeah, um, it's all good timing. Tell me about what's going on in. in uh, Did you say Miami and California?
1: Okay, yes. So I have a place in Miami that I used to live there. And um, I go there. I've been going there for, oh my god, maybe, (laughs) I don't even know, 15 to 20 years, perhaps. because I was born and raised north of Boston, which I can't seem to figure out because I kind of don't really fit in because I do not embrace the cold weather and all that. Um, probably not many people do, but believe it or not, I do know a lot of people who do like the cold weather and it is not me. Um, <laughs> so I kind of uh, would try to gravitate toward Miami and the warmer beach. And I really, I, I'm a nature girl. I love to be outside. I love to be in nature. Um, I love being, you know, with my bare feet on the earth and hiking or beach or just something of that nature. So I've always been going there. And um, but my family and my work was up in New England, so I was always kind of torn and kind of popping around between the two. And now I've been doing some work in California, not only with my coach and mentor, but a good friend of mine, um, and we're doing a lot of great work together. And if I if I had my way, Jackie, I'd probably live in California. I always thought I would. When I was in college, I went to my very first fitness and health convention in San Diego back in the late '80s. I think it was the late '80s, and I'd never been to California. And again, I'm in college, and I just it blew my mind. I was like, I think I died and went to heaven. I San Diego was just gorgeous, and I was like, I am definitely living here because over there's the beach and over there's the mountains and I'm in the middle. So I'm in heaven. And, uh, but it was on the other coast. And like I said, my family and all that, you know, how it is, is from the the East coast. So that dream never really happened. And instead I kind of defaulted and went to Cal, um, Florida because that's only a three hour plane flight. I mean, that's a, that's a very doable pop down, pop back up and maintain both worlds, whereas California is the other side of the country, different time zone. So it never, at least to this point, it hasn't panned out, but I am very much toying with the idea of relocating out there now that my club in New England is now closed. Um, I do have a lot more freedom and I'm seriously considering what my next step will be.
0: Nice.
1: I love California too. I have a
0: very similar experience is to go down and take the um hairstyling meet also seeing uh dance cutting classes um anyways i i fell in love with it santa monica and i i just recently as a family went down to san diego and i, I hear you it's just something about it it's very magical it's um but apparently they're all moving out of there right now apparently what Apparently everybody's moving out of California.
1: Yes, right? I heard that too. And a lot of it's because of the pandemic and the government stuff and taxes are crazy, but I've been hearing that too. Oh, the fires and who knows whatever else, right? But yep. yeah. Well, you know, I always it's feel like for us to go. <laughs> That's right. Good. There'll be some good houses for sale at a good price. Right? Well, you know, <laughs> and, <thinking. laughs> and, and like everything in life though, I mean, you have to pick your priorities. I mean, no matter where you live in the states. There's good and bad, right? I was talking to my mom about this just yesterday, you know? I mean, if, you, if you're if you in Florida uh, during the winter, is great, but then it's it gets pretty tough in July and August. It gets really hot and humid, you know? I mean, New England's the same way. New England is amazing. People don't know, but our summers, it can get up to a hundred degrees. It can get high 90s. It can be like a heat wave and sunny and hot and absolutely gorgeous. But the winters, uh, you know, January, February are pretty tough in New England. They're pretty, it gets dark at three o'clock and it's cold and freezing and, and all that kind of stuff. But so I feel like, like everything in life, you have to pick your battles. You have to really get clear on what's important to you and, um, you know, the rest, you make a choice. Choice. Yes. Choice is the big thing, right? Make a choice. Yep something something hard to learn we, we always have a choice you know whether we think we do or not we have a choice because we have freedom of of um the thought the way we think and how, the meaning we give something and how we frame it is a choice well and I think that they say that
0: when we make those choices making a bad choice can really take us down a whole other road a whole other path I've
1: experienced that. <laughs> yes, yes. And, you know, and we all,
0: important, those choices.
1: But we all make mistakes, right? You go down that bad path. You made the wrong choice, but you know, it's not a death sentence. It's like, okay, this is I'm learning. And the I think the problem comes when you keep making the same bad choices, right? It's okay to make the bad choice and then learn from it. And that's mm-hmm. called wisdom. You learn from your mistakes and then you adapt. And hopefully you don't repeat it again that's the problem is when we get in these patterns where we keep doing the same thing getting the same unwanted results and we're wondering why it's like well hello <laughs> you know like it's a wake-up call right well i think sometimes i
0: know for myself that and maybe you can let me know your experience of this but it comes in different disguises so sometimes we don't recognize it as that same lesson or that same thread um because it looks different it smells different it tastes different so this is not the same I've done I've made a different choice I'm going down this path now um but ends up being a piece of that thread
1: (laughs) yes very very interesting
0: agreed if you have that experience yeah so I do
1: and you know I really have the philosophy Jackie that you know life there, I feel I believe in a, in a ultimate divine benevolent force, a spirit, if you will, that is ultimately love and love in its most pure essence. And that force is what created everything. And that force always wants to help push us toward the truth, which is love and is always like a, I like to think of it as a, a loving parent, always trying to guide us toward that. And unfortunately, we go through a lot of pain sometimes to get there, but ultimately this force really just wants us to ultimately get there. And uh, the lessons can be disguised as uncomfortable and painful, but they're all too eventually to that place. That's my personal philosophy. And Whether it's true or not, it's helped me deal with a lot of crap. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like that. Sounds
0: like it's a good philosophy. (laughs) So, um, I think that uh, I think that what I've been learning as well, I believe, very similar to you. But the other part that I've learned is that we're a part of this, right? And so to connect in to the energies instead of always looking out we've been taught to look out yes and this way you know letting you know just grounding yourself and allowing in you know asking for you know for you know divine guidance right protection whatever it is that you need that day but you know how can i be of service today is is how can i best you know how can i be my best self best version of myself as Joe would say, it, I always, I love his little statements. Um, and I think that just, when you feel that, that's, that's the gem, right? Is when you tap into that and you get in that flow and it's like the best feeling in the world. And then
1: yes.
0: when you come out of it and then you get that contrast, it's like
1: <laughs> Yes, because <laughs> and, I think the flow that you're ex- uh, ex- uh, expressing is, is when you're in alignment with source, when you're in alignment with that ultimate divine love energy, it, it's a flow, it's a feeling of levity and it's it's that feeling that, you know, we don't want to let go because we know we're, we're aligned and body, mind, spirit is all in one place and that that's why to me, you know, the physical is an important component because you know, you can't have the spiritual without the physical because we're all one. It's all together. And you can't even access higher spiritual realms if your body hurts or your body doesn't work right. I mean, ask anybody that has an ache or pain or an illness. It's very distracting. You know, you can't elevate your spirit if your body isn't on point. And and I'll also add to what you said that, um, you know, a lot of times the, the asking right? is very important. It's very important that we ask step one, but I've learned too that I have to listen more and be patient about the listening because we, we ask and then we want the answer like, and it didn't come like yesterday. And they were kind of pissed that, you know, God's not listening or whatever you want to call source. And so not only do you have to really listen, which means you have to get still and quiet enough to hear but also you have to be willing to be aware that the answer can come in ways that you weren't expecting. You have to really open up your heart, mind, awareness to however that answer might come. It's not going to be like an email <laughs> from God, so to speak. You know what I mean? It might be an email from someone else that hasn't met, but you know what I'm saying? It's it's not going to be like the brick falls on your head and the seas part. And, oh my God, there's the answer. Sometimes the answer is like, a song on the radio or something someone says to you just in a certain way or a newspaper article you de- lands on your desk or, you know what I mean? It's just, those can be the way the universe speaks to us, what our heart is longing for. and And a lot of times too, the answers can be uncomfortable for people because the answers we don't like, because there's something that's going to require us to change our life and maybe make a hard change, whether that be a new relationship, a new job, something we should be doing that we know we should, you know? So we gotta be ready for the answer because if you really want it, then you really have to accept the truth of what that answer is gonna be or live with the consequences of not accepting it.
0: Yep, yep, that choice. The other thing I learned about what you were saying, because um, I think that's a common thing, is that I've asked, I'm not hearing, you know, everybody's looking, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't think we're supposed to look. (laughs) We're supposed to just ask and it is given, right? As soon as we're looking, then it it moves it away from us, which was a very um, big understanding for me, right? Mm -hmm. If if you're looking then you're then you now are saying that you're separate from it. Yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah. So, like
1: so you don't have it. If you're feeling like you don't have it yet, that means it's yeah. separate than you. Yeah. But um,
0: asking and I
1: I um, again my coaches they taught
0: me to ask ask to to speak louder. You know ask to show me be more. You know when you're asking for something, okay, you need to show me in a way that I'm gonna know. Okay, surprise me with it. But I'm going to know the answer and I'm going to know that it's that. And then it, I, and that's a really fun thing to do because I'll tell you what, it does come in, in and come in in a way that the youth just go, oh, <laughs> right. And so asking again for more clarity, volume, because it is that a soft little voice inside, right? It's not as loud as the ego mind. <laughs>
1: yeah but sometimes though the intuition really gives you a strong hit too you know it's just a different feeling you know and but it's it can be very powerfully strong as well as the soft whisper oh yeah 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 so um
0: i was watching um czech institute that you've been a member of for a while do you want to tell us a little bit about what that's about
1: Oh, sure. Okay, so I'm actually not really, it's not like a membership. It's it's, it's a certification. It's an educational institute. And uh, the Czech Institute is actually the premier and the first, I think it's probably about a 35, 36-year-old business uh, that started the whole holistic nutrition health coach movement. And it's founded by Paul Czech, who is basically a living legend and he's he is really the father of holistic fitness, if you will. Uh, he's the one that brought the Swiss ball, the physio ball, into from from rehab uh, physical rehab clinics to health clubs. Now the ones you know all the functional training stuff. He was uh, predominant in that. He started all the multi cable level machines. You know how that nowadays, if you're familiar with the gym, you can change the cable attachment. The arm can be at different heights, all that. He started all that. But most importantly, he started the whole nutrition coach uh, lifestyle coach uh, movement and certification. And I have several certifications from his institute. And he's also very deep in the spiritual realm um, because again, he's very holistically focused in the mind-body spirit. And they have, oh, my gosh, they've—they it's a whole institute of educational resources, not only for uh, health and fitness professionals, but also for the layperson, anybody. My mom can buy his book, How to Eat, Move, Be Healthy, is legendary in helping people get fit at a foundational level in mind, body, and spirit. And then, of course, there's the Czech Academy, where you can get trained online to be certified as a, not only a trainer, but a health coach, a nutrition coach. Um, they're going into biogeometry, which I'm trained in, which is the study of shape, sound, movement, light, and how that all affects our chi um, our, our and our energy. It's absolutely beautiful. I mean, they really are pioneers. And I, I got certified by the Czech Institute decades ago. It's what started me down the holistic path. And haven't looked back since. And um, I'm also fortunate enough to call Paul a longtime friend, and he also is my 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 mentor. He's he's my coach. I'm very fortunate that I have a personal relationship with him uh, of someone of that caliber. So if anybody's interested, they probably want to check it out. It's uh it's the real deal, and and this and it works. I mean, you don't you can't stay in business almost four decades and not have your stuff help people. That's amazing. That's yeah, really great that you
0: <laughs> have that in your life. I had no idea that it was that big. I was oh yeah. That, yeah, yeah. There it's was not, a it's... Panel and you guys were were debating or discussing, you know, issues women, divine, feminine, and uh, just really great, valuable information that, you know, that was being shared. So uh, that, did you no say a, this a huge academy
1: school? It's yeah. Well, the information that uh, on the Divine Feminine and all that stuff is my podcast. That's my personal thing. But the Czech Institute is what started me on my path down uh, decades ago as just a personal trainer in fitness and getting really educated as to how to properly work the body and exercise the body. And then I got certified. I went on to get the holistic uh, nutrition coach which brought in a lifestyle and diet component, which was essential. Um, but then since have kind of continued to educate myself, of course, and expand my awareness into the esoteric and the spiritual and the environmental uh, aspects of health and wellness. Because, you know, my career, I've been doing this over 30 years. So <laughs> I've gone in a lot of different areas of how, you know, things that affect our life, you know? I mean, you can't separate how you think it's just as important the thoughts you think as the food you eat you know the thoughts you think are your mental diet so to speak you know and a lot of people have crappy mental diets and you're i don't care how perfect your exercise program is and how on point your diet is if you're thinking crappy and you are in a relationship that you don't like or it stresses you out or you don't feel safe and you can't be your true self, you will never be happy and fulfilled. You will never achieve the level of self-actualization and, and fulfillment that most likely you aspire to. You've got to look at all the aspects of who you are and what you are to be to be what you want to be. And I started my podcast because <coughs> I, I had been functioning my life, what, what helped me survive is, is predominantly in my masculine energy. I mean, not only do we live in a patriarchal society currently, which is changing, but um, I also grew up in a, a very masculine, dominant mindset type of family. And New England is also very much, you know, no to the grindstone, don't feel it, just do it and all that. So I kind of had to recalibrate myself And uh, for several reasons, kind of had like a midlife crisis of, oh, my God, I can't do this anymore. I think I'm, you know, I'm just going to blow up and had to recalibrate to bring more of my feminine qualities online. Now, I'm a very feminine woman. Um, I identify as a female, um, but I wasn't living the traits of the female energy as much as I needed to be, which was the more vulnerable, the more quiet, the more relaxed the more the more not doing and more being you know I was I've always been an overachiever and a make it happen and very ambitious and through different traumas that have happened I've had to be very strong to get through it, which is valuable but now I'm at a point in my life where, I can breathe a little and now sit back and I have the ability to integrate all of who I am because now I'm in a safe place to do so. So that's why I started my podcast, because that has been quite a uh, journey for me to explore as I evolve more of myself. And I've learned that, oh, my gosh, there's so many women that are in the same position. You know, we're living from our masculine. And let me just get very clear um, not to just keep rambling here but I just want to make sure everyone understands that one is not better than the other and I talk about this in my show that masculine is not worse feminine is not better it, that's not even the point the point is is that we as human beings regardless of how you identify even if you're a man and you identify as a woman it doesn't matter every human being has elements of both in them we are all the masculine the feminine we are all the duality it's how we identify, and are they in balance? Are they are they working for you? Are um, you know? Do you have the discretion to know when it's best to, to tap into to the masculine more for this particular situation or the feminine more? I was operating in the masculine. I didn't I didn't have a default to the feminine. I didn't have access to that. It wasn't even part of my paradigm. So what I've learned is is that you have to learn the discretion to know when is it time for me to be more soft? When is it time to meet, for me to listen and be receptive? And when is it time for me to get the job done and focus and get going and, and too bad if you feel like going to sleep type thing, you know, like it was the wisdom to have the discretion to use them both to be a fully integrated human being that I've learned and that other people apparently need help learning too. And that's why I started my podcast. Well, you know what, that's incredible. What, uh, what would you,
0: what advice would you give somebody like that is is saying, okay, well, how do I find that? How do I, you know, how, how did you go about finding this divine feminine side of yourself? You know, for, for somebody who's just listening and is going, okay, well, I'm not really aware that I'm doing that, but if she's just found that, where, how do I go about finding that?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Well, you know, just I guess how we find anything, right, is we just start searching, you know, just start searching for the things that you're looking for. I mean, I was just an avid reader of all kinds of books on uh, masculine, feminine energy, the, you know, Awakening of the Divine Feminine, the Sacred Feminine, um, even just a simple Google search or, you know, online courses, podcasts like mine, Awakening Aphrodite. Um, or just finding people who are doing it and who can educate you. I right now I'm trying to get educated in women's history studies and ancient women studies, because it's been fascinating for me to learn that the female was not only revered and respected, but it was a prominent part of the culture um, that worked uh, in cooperation with the masculine to make a whole balanced culture. It's when the culture is predominantly masculine and didn't, didn't respect and, and incorporate the feminine that there was imbalance, which is where the situation we're in now with our earth and our planet. Um, but to answer your question, I mean, you find it by learning from other people who have done it and what they do and then emulating them and just let, following that trail of breadcrumbs, right? yeah yeah
0: absolutely if you can if you can find someone and you know well and uh, awakening Aphrodite is uh talking about it and i think that is a really great thing is just to kind of listen right and kind of just catch the the energy and and the conversation and and i think that's how you kind of tap into into your own
1: that's yeah, important. well, there's no question the best way to learn how to do anything, whether it be bake a, bake a pie or build a building or learn a new dance step or lose weight or whatever it is, is to, or to get over cancer or heart disease, is find someone who's done it, right? As Tony Robbins says, success leaves clues. Oh, you have to find someone who's done it. You know, like that's why support groups work. Right. I mean, whether whatever it be is we 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 find learning and comfort in other human beings and these the wisdom of generations to pass down to others. And so if you want to find how to access your feminine more then find those resources of people who are doing it and learn from them and then apply them to yourself and keep what works for you and toss the rest. Right. It's all just a discovery journey. Yeah, that's great. That's good. Um, So you
0: were talking about this light and sound and uh, course that that you took at this
1: check. Can you? you Okay, so so, yes, that That sounds really interesting. I'm glad you asked that because it sounds like I have to clarify, apologize if I if I didn't explain that properly. It's, uh, it's not part of the Czech Institute yet, but what it is is it's this new science that actually came out of Egypt. Well, it's actually not new, but it's new because a lot of people don't know about it, but it's been around for decades. Uh, it's called biogeometry. And um, it's a, look it up. It's just, it's been mind blowing. I did their online course, the foundational course. It's very intensive science. I mean, it goes into quantum physics, in uh, sacred geometry and uh, yeah, architecture, uh, sound, light, cinematics—it's it's mind-blowing. It's it's very intense. Uh, they, I'm now going to do the level, the advanced level, because I'm so interested. But of course, this is my profession—is you know, health and wellness and all that. But. The Czech Institute uh, is also so gangbusters about it that they're going to incorporate it as part of their training somehow. So it's not a Czech product, but they're somehow going to expand and envelope the practitioners that are trained through the Czech system can also, they're going to encourage them to get this certification education as well, because it's such a beautiful complement and adjunct to diet, nutrition, lifestyle, exercise. It's such a beautiful natural expansion of that, that they're gonna encourage that. And, and so so what is it exactly?
0: So somebody comes to, so you're a practitioner, you've done one of the courses. So I come to see you and, and what, what happens?
1: Okay, so um, it's, it's basically they're not, to be trained as an actual practitioner is a much higher level. Um, what it is, is it's balancing, it's harmonizing energy. Okay. So um, as you know, most of the energy, everything is energy, right? Which is hard for people to wrap their brain around because, you know, my head, I touch it. It's hard, right? It's matter. So, but how do we explain love? Like love is an energy, but we can't touch it. It's not tangible. So it's can be hard for people. And even like chi, life force, it's an energy, but it's the same energy. It's just as legitimate as that chair you're sitting on, right? But one sense of energy is, a, is, is, is vibrating at a denser rate. So it's more matter than the other chi, love, life force energy, okay? So what bio, biogeometry does is it helps to harmonize all the energy in your environment that you most likely can't even see is affecting you. And that's done through shape, colors, uh, sound, all these different things. And they've, they've developed a whole system to do that. Um, I'm probably not going to be the best person to explain it. Obviously, it's, it's a little esoteric for me. I mean, I'm, I'm virtually pretty green on this myself. But I can give you a quick example. So everybody's aware of electromagnetic radiation from our computers, our cell phones, right? So non-native EMFs electromagnetic frequencies. So it just because you can't see that right now, with people listening on their phone or on their, um, you know, the the headset or their YouTube on their computer, just because you can't see doesn't mean you're not being bombarded by electrical rays right now, which are affecting every cell in your body. But nevertheless, they're very real. So these invisible rays can again it can affect you adversely and they do they, they they're causing all kinds of emotional mental disturbances in people people aren't able to sleep people are getting dehydrated it's really ruining people's health um you know the blue light from the screens are really disrupting our pineal gland which is you know it's, it's such a master gland in the body for so many functions so biogeometry helps to regulate the environment so all these forces aren't basically bombarding you and screwing up your mind body and making you unhealthy or sick or overweight or whatever it may be. It's it's an amazing science. It really is. But it takes a lot of study because it's quite complicated.
0: <laughs> and and so for somebody who is it's so when you go to have this you're learning it's like you're going and you're learning as a you're learning about it. You don't go and be treated.
1: Well, you could be if you if you hire a, a practitioner. Yes, they could come in your home and balance your home. So they your your home might be on fault lines, or you might have excessive electromagnetic magnetic radiation coming in through your house through your router, so you can't sleep. And they can come in and balance your home. They develop different signatures and different things that you can put in your home that balances. The, the home and you know they work I mean they're just they're, they're unbelievable I mean you can't argue with results I mean like you see the before and after and you're like wow it's like a different place um, but to answer your question people can start even just with the books they have books if you look up biogeometry um, I'm hoping to even have them on my podcast one day if I can get them they're just in such demand because they're 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 working in schools and governments and they're just they're really, going strong, but people can start with just the book or even go to their website and download some of the free articles, biogeometry.com, I believe, and just hit English because they're based in Cairo, Egypt, um, and start with that. And if you're if that piques your interest, I would then think about jump, jumping into the online course, um, which they offer several times a year and just see where it takes you. But even buying the book or downloading the articles is going to have you that much ahead of everybody else. That's great stuff actually.
0: Yeah. And I think I've had an experience of that with through uh, our natural path. We were um, in transition of houses and uh, we were on a property and it had a river running through. It was like a five acre parcel and had a river running through it. And wherever my kids were in the, anyways, he's into this stuff, but I didn't realize that this is what it was. And yeah, that where she was sleeping that the river, the way it was running, that it was affecting her. And, exactly. and it explained something actually, because I was like, okay, what? Yeah. Uh, and it and it was a thing. And so we had to sleep in a different room and it and it really did make the difference. So this is uh, you know, this is really real stuff, right? Yep.
1: Yep. And you know what too, Jackie, you said your example was perfect. You said it much better than I did. And that's a perfect example, but I'll tell you what, this stuff is new to us, but it's not new to humanity. And what we're finding is, and you you will see if you you get the book or whatever is that, you know, ancient cultures knew this stuff, you know, I mean, all this stuff has been lost on our current society. You know, we just got away from all that, but ancient cultures knew. I mean, how do you think the pyramids were built? you know, and how, you know, all the things that, how could they find water? And, and if they, if you search in you know, architectural digs, you know, the same sites would have churches, mosques, and temples all in the same location because they felt the fault lines and they could feel the energy and the animals would go there. And how did the animals know? Because it had such a high life force and they would avoid other areas and so ancient cultures were in tune with nature with they they weren't even in tune with nature they thought of themselves as nature there was the, there was no there was no separation so they were they were in alignment with it it was part of their whole being and we have lost touch with that so i love these type of courses and programs and teachings and sciences that are helping we re- remind people of of this heritage and knowledge that we have had that we can tap back into to help the quality of our lives and hopefully save the planet too and <laughs> in the meantime i love this stuff as well like this is this is my
0: i just bring it on right this the science yeah. and, the, and the understanding of it it's phenomenal
1: well, I'll tell you what, my friend. I just did you a big favor because you are going to be flipping out when you look into this biogeometry. And you're like, Amy, I love this. So yes, have fun. You, <laughs> I, I love that stuff so much. It's just, yeah, um, yeah it's almost like food for me. It, it is. Yeah. It's it's spiritual food. It, it is. Yeah. And like I said, I think earlier in the show that you know our mental diet is just as important as our physical diet. Just as important. And yes, for your weight as well, because your thoughts can make you fat. And I don't mean because you're like, oh, I want cake. (laughs) I mean, because, you know, that stress and cortisol tape running all the time in your body is is not good for your nervous system and will screw up your hormones, which not only results in more belly fat, but also will increase your appetite. So there's a lot to that, that figuratively and literally our thoughts affect our physical body. Yes. Do you,
0: do you know the statement of uh, Joseph Pilates? It's, it's on the wall. We, we go to this Pilates place and it's like, your body is um, a projection, a mirror of your thought. Yeah. So whatever you think your body is, is what it becomes. So if you say, Oh, I'm feeling heavy. You get to feel heavy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just so true. Like it just, we just are not, I th- that's the whole thing right it's just becoming aware
1: of yes don't yes. say it anymore you
0: might think it or whatever but if you say it then not, then you're manifesting it right
1: yes and, and to that point the belief thing because a big part of my show too and my work at this point in my life now that I'm over 50 is that you know the whole anti-aging thing and the power of what you believe is going to happen, the power of expectation and the power of I'm always telling like I used to tell my students at my club and I just tell all my uh, my audience or whatever that you know you you have to differentiate between what is normal and what is typical okay because unfortunately in our society in this day and age, what we think of as normal aging is unfortunately, the the typical, but it's not normal. You know, it's not normal to get fat as you get older. It's not normal to wake up every day and have aches and pains. It's not normal to lose your passion as you get older. It is not normal, okay? It might be typical, it might be what's happening because it's what we see around us, but that's just a sad commentary on the state of affairs. It doesn't mean that's how it needs to be or how it used to be for other cultures. Okay. And again, as a woman, you know, getting older and seeing my skin change, my body change, my, my interest change, my energy change, the way people treat me change that, you know, I have to remember that I'm not going to open a magazine or look around me and accept that I'm going to expect this now on my 53rd birthday coming up in a few months. Like that's not, I don't accept that. That's, that's not going to be my life. I know how I want to live and how I want to feel. And I have no problem with getting older because it sure beats the alternative. <laughs> but I definitely want to get better as I get older. And things are going to change, but I can still keep my quality and I want to keep my I want to keep my wanting to be alive and my engagement in life just as high and certainly not let any body limitation or inability stop me from doing anything, from traveling, or hiking, or anything like that, or having energy to see my friends, or play with my niece, or you know what I mean? And that's all lifestyle, and it starts with your mindset. It starts with knowing that this can happen, that this is possible, and that's why I love like amazing female role models like you, you know, for women need to see other women that are doing it. And like we mentioned earlier in the show, you know, it's about, um, you know, learning from success, learning from people who've got it and seeing it's possible is very, very powerful. So we need to be the example. Do you know what, I had an experience of that
0: and, uh... I was in a very low point in my life and I was, I went on a Joe Dispenza 10 day Mediterranean cruise. And wow. And I, my daughter and I um, had, we went to uh, a, a champagne, you know, a, one of the day trips and sat with this lady. I can't remember her name even, and a gentleman. And, you know, it was like a 10 minute, you know, well, oh, this is my daughter. And so it was like a quick, uh, excuse me a quick synopsis of oh is, do you have any other kids yes right so it was kind of one of those right and I ran into her a few times on the ship and and great lady and one of the last days uh, we couldn't dock because it was too stormy and I had my little Kuan Yin cards out that I had gotten that I just thought were just the best thing and so I brought them out for a couple of my friends that I'd met and, and then I, next thing I knew we had kind of like a hub coming around right like everybody wanted and they're so powerful that when people were reading them it was really just touching base well I noticed that she had peeked her head in and left anyways I left shortly thereafter and um, I walked past the, the spa the gym on my way to to go and for some reason I kind of just walked into the gym and looked around because I felt like I wanted to go in there, but, but I was kind of feeling tired from all the experience. Well, she walks around the corner at the same time as I walk in and she had just gotten off of the treadmill and she was soaking wet. And as she walked around the corner, she literally went ah, and, and literally fell. I, I grabbed her, I was holding her. She was crying, full of sweat. Um, I didn't know what was going on, but she's like, oh my God, I haven't ran. She goes for, I haven't ran for like some 10, 15 years because of the pain. She goes, and I sat and listened to your story. And I thought, damn, if she's doing that, then I can do this. And so just through the understanding of the work that Joe was teaching, um, she got on the treadmill that day she walked left didn't pull a card she went and put herself on the treadmill and Beautiful. she said I, i'm gonna get back but but she said i i so she said i, I just asked myself i think i have just healed myself i walk around the, and i i turn and and then it's you and it was like and she just started bawling so i'm holding her and hugging her and you know it was uh and so it made me realize that okay yeah i'm I'm not you know I'm still climbing my way out of out of the depths of where I was but the fact that I mean that changed her life and I had no idea like it was a 10-minute conversation and it really was kind of a, a brush over but it is important you know and 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 I don't know, like you, you hear or you have those experiences and, and it does. If it's just one person that hears it, it's that one person that, that you know, I don't know, that didn't have the information that they had
1: prior, right? It's so true, Jackie. I feel like, you know, we never know when we're helping people, you know, and that's why just being being you and being the person that you want to be all the time, you just never know how you might be helping someone and when you're helping someone just by being true to yourself. And um, I know too that I, that's happened to me so many times that, and I'm sure even with your show, like you don't know who you're helping and when you're helping and you're probably helping when you don't think you are. And that's what it's all about, right? It's just the ripple effect. And, and not looking for it, just knowing that the intention yeah. is of service.
0: And, yes. and not letting the ego jump in for validation, I guess. Yes,
1: yes, and that's something I had to learn too the hard way. Is you know just wanting that like approval and that validation. Like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it? Did you like it? Did you like it? Did it help you? And it's like, well, you know, I guess that's the the blessing of getting older, and that you realize that. Well, um, I had a hard time too because I think in the health industry they tell you to be of service, but you can't be of service if you're not serving yourself. And I had a hard time with the selfish service thing, back and forth. Selfish service. Am I being selfish? Selfish? Am I, you know, but they're not mutually exclusive. But most importantly, I think particularly women have to remember, like, you, it is not selfish to make yourself happy and to take care of yourself. It's actually selfish if you don't, because you can't be your best self. And you'll end up subconsciously resenting people around you if you don't. So that's a whole nother issue. That's probably a whole separate podcast. Very big, big important issue though huge because it's everything right there it's
0: it's everything us us women especially you know uh, i deal with this all the time And, and so you're it's very important what you're saying
1: Yeah, we we probably should schedule a show just for you and I to go back and forth about that because um, (laughs) we have about 20 of our girlfriends on it because uh, it's the struggle, I think. uh, And I don't want to sound sexist, but I think women struggle a little bit more than men with that because, you know, we're raised to be nurturers and to sacrifice ourselves, take care of everybody else. Right. And I mean, I like to call myself a reformed people pleaser, I mean, it's gotten me into so much trouble trying just overriding what I wanted to do because I'm trying to make people happy. I mean, it, it drove me right into a midlife crisis and, and a health crisis. So we, we learned the hard way. I came out the other end and now I'm still trying to find the balance between enough self-care and self-love and saying no and finding my voice and all that stuff. And my show has helped me do that and, um, you know, just making progress as I go and, you know, just trying to be loving for others and of service to others, but also myself, because I really didn't even realize how much I was omitting myself from that equation. I was not loving myself. I mean, how sad that is, you know, it sounds crazy to say, but I really just wasn't in the why behind what you're doing, what you're doing. Are you helping others because you want them to like you or you want to feel good because you're being of service? Or are you helping others because you just are just bursting to give that love. You know, the why is essential, you know, and that tells you a lot about the motivation behind it. Uh, Yeah, I've just been learning a
0: lot about that. That is the biggest question to ask like on a daily basis, right? Like why, you know, why am I doing what I'm doing? Because that's your motivation too, right? And that helps
1: people, that helps all those people who can't say no, right? The ones that feel bad when they say no to people, it's like, well, then you go to, if you say yes, think about what is the, why am I saying yes? Or do you really want to do it? Or are you saying yes, because you don't want to upset this person by saying no, right? There's the why that's, that's the big, big, big difference. And then you're fooling yourself. If you think it's not going to come back to bite you eventually.
0: Yeah. Being a hairstylist in service for 30 years, I hear you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you were trying to make everybody happy, right?
0: Oh, yeah, because, yeah, that's what you do, right? Yeah. Goodness. Where
1: do you see yourself in 10 years? Oh, my gosh, 10 years. Well, let's hope the planet's still here at the rate we're all going. (laughs) Uh, Gosh, okay, I see myself smiling on a beach somewhere with a bunch of people I love and a beautiful environment and feeling very happy with the path I've chosen and that I've really helped a lot of people and made a significant impact on the world of sharing truth and love and helping people be seen and valued and heard. And I'm healthy and I'm fit. And I, I feel just very much aligned with spirit and looking forward to the next 10 years of my life. Nice. And if you had some advice to give your 19 year old self, what would that be? Oh my gosh. Okay, well, pretty much this whole conversation, listen to this conversation with Jackie and Amy again, (laughs) about making yourself happy and not worrying so damn much what other people think, and that you have got to keep yourself in the equation of, of your your priorities, you know, uh, and not feeling guilty about it. And most of all, to somehow find the courage to truly be who you are, no matter what pushback you're getting, even if it's from people very close to you. And that can hurt sometimes. Like if family members or people that you look up to are important to you are really not encouraging your uniqueness to come through and to live that somehow you've got to do it anyway and fight for it anyway, because, you know, we come into this earth alone. We are independent souls. We're all one, but we're still an independent soul. And you're going to leave this earth alone. And at the end of the day, you have to be who you really are, not what other people want you to be. Even if it's for good intentions, even if they have good intentions and they think they know what's best for you, you have to be you and be you as soon as you can, because you're going to be a lot happier and you'll find your people. You'll find your people because like finds like. That's great advice. It's the truth. That's what what I wish I knew because I'm doing it now at 52 (laughs) and I'm still, I still got a ways to go, but I'm doing it now. And, um, you know, and it's not going to always be easy. That's for sure. You might be alone for a while. You, and as women, you have to be okay with being alone. And remember, you're not really alone, but you have to, because until you're super clear on who you are and what you're about and what you want, all that a relationship can never work. It just can't work because you're changing too much. And who you are today is going to be different five years from now. So how are you going to be in a marriage for a lifetime when you're not even the same person or you don't even know who the hell you are or you're being who everybody who you thought everybody wanted you to be. And then all of a sudden you start finding your true self as you mature and you're a different person, you know. So that's why I feel like it really starts with finding out and having the courage to be who you really are. And that might require you to stand alone for a while and to suffer a little bit as you find your people and you find your feet and you find your way, but that, that is gonna make you stronger and it's gonna give you more conviction and it's gonna give you more depth and your and in more self-trust and more self-independence self, um, to, to, to stand and withstand and attract people worthy of you. So it's a necessary growing pain to get to the ultimate prize.
0: Growing pain. Yeah. And it is a pain because everybody wants to be in the box so they don't stand out. Nobody don't know. Right. Yeah. And they don't want to
1: be in pain. So they don't want to grow through it, but you got to grow through it and go through it. And like I tell people too, you know, you're suffering either way, right? You're suffering because you're not doing it and you're, you're afraid of suffering because of the growing pain of breaking out and doing it. So you're going to suffer either way. You might as well pick the one that's going to get you somewhere. Rather than spinning the same tape of suffering and just being stuck, right? And I think it's quite exhilarating
0: when you take the, the other one, when you take the road that you're, you know, that you're scared to take, right? There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good that comes uh, just from this experience doing this podcast, walking yes. through fear. Um, it, it's a huge. It's very liberating.
1: Agreed, agreed. Yeah. It's for like you. The podcast for me was unanticipated, uh, and uh, but has been a uh, a revelation for me and a new shot in the arm of of inspiration and motivation for me. This new direction, and I'm so far, I'm loving it. And then particularly because it got me to connect with people like you. <laughs> I love it. What else would you
0: like uh, our audience to know?
1: Well, those are the pretty much the most important things. And other than if they want to check out my show, it's called Awakening Aphrodite. It's everywhere you can find podcasts. And then I have, of course, my website with all of my work over the decades. And that's just my name, which is amyfornier.com. So that's A-M-Y, F as in Fox, O-U-R-N-I-E-R.com. And that has my blog for it has um video can take my online fitness classes i teach yoga and zumba and vixen uh virtually my on-demand studio and um and also uh you know i do free articles i'm always trying to share like you all the wonderful teachers and practices that i've come across that have helped me and others because i just feel like we're all in this together and the more we can commune with each other and share, the better. And then my social media is Fit Amy TV, which is F-I-T-A-M-Y TV on Instagram and YouTube. That's awesome. I'm, I will make sure that uh, all your
0: information is posted with uh, our video interview today. Thank you. So, thank you so much. You're an amazing, amazing woman. Definitely a leader and, uh, and one to aspire to. So likewise, thank you, thank you for for being that because we we need we need we need to be this right.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. The world. The, I think the world is ready and uh, right back at you, Jackie. Might feel the same. Nice. Okay. Well, signing off
0: and. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. It's just started snowing here in uh perfect uh, sunny White Rock, British Columbia. So I'm going to enjoy that as a rarity here. So
1: (laughs) enjoy. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye now.